0: This is Ken Hill, and if you're uh, tuning in, thank you for uh, for tuning into my first podcast. One of my, one of my uh, goals for 2016 is uh, is to start doing some more branching out, and starting to do some more things, and one of them is to is to do some podcasts. And you'll you'll see actually quite a quite a few things uh, new for 2016 that are that are going to be coming up, and I'll go over those as well as the topic that I wanna I want to cover today. And some of the things for 2016 that you'll see uh, see me doing and, and the programs that you'll you'll see me involved with are um, continuing with the uh, with the Rick program uh, the the ridiculous program that that Adam and Josh uh, Bronfman and uh, have put together and support is is really like nothing nothing other it, it it's an environment where um, literally we're, we're able to have the best tools and the best instructors and to be able to to uh, to provide really the, the best um, individual coaching that that you can get, and uh, I'm just I'm backed by these guys. Can't thank them enough uh, for being good to our sport, and uh, for uh, for giving giving me and, and the other instructors uh, a, a real home to be able to do to do this. So uh, the Rick the Rick uh, program is going well. There's going to be hopefully a pretty big announcement uh, coming up with that fairly soon. Um, that's going to make the program even better. Um, we've got a little bit less days this year for 2016, and and they're already actually already filling up quite a bit. Uh, so you should get on get on the web page and and uh, and take a look at the schedule, or, or you can always send me an email too at cagecoaching uh, at gmail. So the Rick program uh, is is going great, and uh, um, I'm super happy with that direction. Uh, the track day. Coaching program that I'm that we started last year with the Kegwins, uh, Kegwins at the track, uh, track day organization is also going really well. Uh, we're seeing less crashes, more signups, so that that's great. And and also giving people an option um, that if they can't make a rick day or or you know their environment is set up to do track days, like uh, giving them an option to be able to focus and learn. And um, not only that, but but being able to support the Kegwins instructors who want to get better at the support and Again, part of my uh, kind of my new agenda for 2016 um, is providing a pathway for for those instructors and having a curriculum available for them. And you're going to see some big things coming up with that. Hopefully, hopefully, fairly soon with um, a written curriculum and, and a pathway for for that language to get standardized uh, in that in that environment. And it's things that we'll be able to take away from from the. From the track, and and you can put them in the street as well. So, uh, track day program is going great. We're going to see some things up in Washington this year, uh, as well up at the ridge. Uh, so the track day, the track day program, uh, we're looking for some big things there, and and uh, uh, partnering up with some some great people there. So uh, very fan, uh, very happy about that. Also have some dirt day programs uh, that we do here locally in Sacramento area. Um, that 's something that we 're going to we 're going to work on having a few more of those dates available, kind of word of mouth right now but you 'll see as uh, as we uh, start to advertise those a little bit more that those will those will take off so uh, those are also going well uh, and then uh, I started also this year or actually uh, December this year I've done a couple of other programs like this but we're making it a little bit more official doing some public speaking uh, engagements as well and uh, we're, we're taking the the use of motorcycles and uh, we're, we're showing how by having um, really excellence in, in in motorcycles equals excellence in the rest of your life and so you'll see some neat things that go along with that and there's uh, there's a pretty good little pathway that's happening how how really having the habits of uh, of a professional motorcycle racer, best in the world, having those habits make things better for you uh, in the rest of your life. So some neat things there. And oh my gosh, yes, I am going to update my website. Um, so that will happen here, hopefully uh, fairly soon. Um, you'll see something uh, fairly big on that, hopefully in the in the next month or so. Um, Sam Malapis is helping me helping me with that. Thank you, Sam. Uh, hoping uh, to take me to the next the next steps with uh, with that. And uh, these podcasts are a great way for, for me just to sit here and blab and, and, and talk about these things. And uh, one of the motivating factors, it's funny, I, I saw uh, the, what I want to talk about on this podcast is, is, um, is I saw an article uh, written, I think it was on Moto Matters, I'm not sure on that, so you can't quote me quite on that. But, but the, the article was comparing the difference between the, the Bridgestone MotoGP tires and the, and, the, and the new Michelin MotoGP tires. And the article basically talked about the difference uh, on the, the Bridgestones and the Michelin's. Bridgestone's Bridgestone is a very, very stiff carcass, and uh, it doesn't deform all that well, so it maintains a, it maintains a, 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 a consistent contact patch. Uh, where the Michelin uh, the carcass deflects a lot more, and that's where the riders are having a lot of problems on the front, crashing on the front quite a bit. And what what the article said was that the Bridgestone tires allowed the riders to consistently break up to the apex, and uh, that with the with the Michelin tire that they had to get off use more brakes straight up and down, get off the brake, and they you know, couldn't load the tires much. And that that's kind of a, it, it's an interesting statement because it the what I want to really talk about is that statement of oh uh, always use the brakes to the apex oh uh, I went to uh, the Freddie Spencer School and they showed me how to use the brakes oh um, you know when I when I was at the Yamaha Champions Riding School uh, really man they showed me how to brake to every apex or, and and I want to make sure that 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 doesn't that's not what we're showing. And and it's the same thing. Oh, they told me I should be on the gas at every apex. Mm, yeah, ooh, that's also not what we're saying. So I wanna. I, I, I saw that statement and I, and I wanted to talk about it because it really does set the stage for a lot of misconceptions in in the overall part of the sport. And uh, um, I saw that, and, and of course, you know, it's written at a high level with when regards to MotoGP. So let's let's talk about that and dive into that. So. First of all, we can kind of back up a little bit and think about what's what what's the quickest way to get around the track. And the quickest way to get around the track is, is to be accelerating. So acceleration is what lasts longest, and, and um, there isn't a track that I know of in the world where there's more deceleration than acceleration. And so... We want to be putting the bike in a position to accelerate. The more time that we spend accelerating, the better the lap time will be. And, and if you want to take it even further, it, it's basically who's going to be a, who, who's at wide open throttle the longest. So who's holding wide open throttle the longest? That's where the that's where the best part of your lap time is going to be. And um, yes, roll speed and, and overall speed, of course, is, is, is part of that equation. But but the idea is is that we want to be in a position to be accelerating for as long as we can. So. If we say that we're going to break to every apex, well then that that's that's actually not correct um, because then you're going to be losing out on a lot of acceleration time. And the, the first thing that we have to look at then is let's we have to kind of talk about an apex and define what an apex is. And there's two there's two apexes. So we have our we have our, our inside or entry apex, that's the closest portion to the inside part of the track you come. And then There's an outside apex, the closest portion to the outside part of the track that you come. And those apexes are are really determined by by, um, the the radius of the corners um, and, and the point of where you're, when you start to accelerate, you want to be taking away lean angle from. We want our entry apex to be as early as possible because we want to be accelerating but we also have to be in a position to be taking away lean angle from it. Uh, so one, we don't, we don't hold lean angle or add lean angle, because that, that's not something that's going to get better as we add speed. So when we start looking at those apexes, we have to think about those apexes a little bit differently than, than what we've thought about them in the past. And the apex has really become a big reference point. And, and same thing with the exit apex, it, it's also a, a big reference point. How you get to it and how you get from it and really what control you're using when. And, and how, that's, how that's dictated by is what type of corner it is, whether it's an entry corner or an exit corner or even a balance corner. So apexes, think about them a little bit differently. Think about them as your report card for your riding. Think about them as what control am I using when? Am I, at, am I, am I able to take away lean angle from it? And and think about how how it affects your overall radius. We want to run as much radius as we can. Of course, we'll take into consideration what comes before and what comes after the corner to maximize our our feet per second or or what our our average speed is. But the the apexes, um, let's start start thinking about those a little bit differently. And that kind of blends into the next type of thing that we're talking about, which is defining the, the, the types of corners. And let's, let's think about it is if we used our brakes to every apex, well, then our exit's going to suffer. Because on, on entry corners, and this is where we would use our brakes to or pass the apex, is on entry corners. Entry corners is where our deceleration zone is longer than our acceleration zone. And there are entry corners where you use your brakes to or past the apex because that's what that radius has to offer. That's what that corner has to offer. The deceleration zone is greater than the acceleration zone. So on corners that, that offer that, yeah, you your brakes to or past apex. Absolutely, because you want to maximize that. But most corners are exit corners. And with an exit corner, because we want to take advantage of that acceleration zone, we want to get the bike slowed and pointed, so we're starting to drive past the apex, right? We're starting to apply throttle as we go past the apex. And that's, that's also when the exit apex, the, as a reference point, comes in, comes into play, how you're getting to that exit apex. If you're getting to the exit apex with too much lean angle, then we've either apexed too early or you've gone to the throttle too hard. So there's an idea of, of when that happens. Or if you're not using all the track, uh, on the exit, then then we have a trajectory issue or we've got an eye issue or even a throttle application issue. But you can start to use that as a report card for it. So corners where the acceleration zone is longer than the deceleration zone, we want to get the bike slowed and pointed, so we're accelerating past the apex. We're picking the throttle up at the apex. I'll tell you a great example of that was uh, the MotoGP race, um, the the um, Sepang race, that was right before the last one. And you watch the qualifying between Pedrosa and Mar- and uh, Marquez. Uh, Pedrosa probably ran one of the best laps he's ever run in his life. It was an amazing lap uh, on his qualifying lap. And and coming on to the, the final straight, uh, Pedrosa had the bike slowed and pointed, was picking the throttle up as he was taking away lane angle just as he went past the apex and and just completely nailed it. Uh, maximized every bit of that acceleration zone that he could. And then you watch Marquez, and Marquez uh, got in there, rushed in there a little bit more, Um, bike was a little bit out of shape, and he was late picking up the throttle, and he, he, he used the brakes longer, closer to the apex, but that delayed his acceleration zone. So now his acceleration zone became shorter, and he wasn't able to pick up the throttle until he basically was right at the apex. So, great example there of realizing using those as report cards and being able to see what those riders are doing when. So, I, I wanted to kind of put this, uh, uh, this first podcast together, one to kind of tell you what's going on for some of the 2016 things. And also, let's start getting our brains thinking uh, about our sport a little bit differently and, and thinking about it. It, it, it could be really confusing thinking that you're going to use, oh, I always use the brakes to the apex, that's what they, yes, that's, I, that's what they taught me, I, I brake to every apex. Mm. Well, if you're going to do that, your, your acceleration zones are going to suffer. But then if it's like, oh, I accelerate at every apex, I'm, I'm, I start my throttling, I start my acceleration at the apex, well, that's actually not going to work as well, because you're actually going to be, going to be late on the throttle, or you're not going to take advantage of those deceleration zones. So, being good at this sport is being able to understand your environment and, and understanding the radius of the corners and understanding what lasts longest in those corners, and starting thinking about those apexes differently. Use them as report cards. What, how, where, what lean angle do I have with them? What control am I using when? How close am I uh, to them? What becomes what comes before? What comes after those apexes? So, this first. Um, this first one, I kind of wanted to get that going in your brains a little bit and talk about that and kind of kind of kind of get the ball rolling with that. So uh, I want to try to plan on doing some of these podcasts uh, probably once a month, but, but even more than that, uh, probably as the season gets going and as I have some guests come in and, and chat about some things. So you're welcome to, uh, to send me an email, khcoaching at gmail.com, uh, if you have got any uh, questions. Or uh, if you got something that you want me to chat about on on these things, but yes, I got a bunch of topics that uh, that we'll keep going over. And uh, thanks so much for uh, for tuning in and listening.